Suspend your disbelief. Let yourself be led down a path into the world of the paranormal, where ghosts, shadow people, cryptids, aliens, and all things supernatural dominate. Immerse yourself in a dimension of ominous trepidation with your hosts, Dan, Danny, and Rachel. Welcome to the Phantom Faction Podcast. Okay, and welcome to this edition of Phantom Faction Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm Dan. And I'm Rachel. And we are gathered here today. <laughs> to sound like a minister or something, don't I? <laughs> Father, <laughs> Father Danny. <laughs> well, with the guests that we have tonight, we have, a, we have another listener. And uh, he comes all the way from Oklahoma. And uh, we have Rob joining us. And Rob has some... Uh, crazy paranormal stories and uh, a really cool EVP that he sent me. And uh, Rob, welcome to the Phantom Faction. Hello, hello. Glad to be here. Rob, uh, we've been emailing back and forth for quite some time. We, mm-hmm. finally, we finally got you uh, set up and, and uh, you know, here you are. And, uh, you know, you sent me a, a pretty long email in regards to all the crazy things that have been going on in your life ever since you were a kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, is this something that's still, um, is the paranormal still a part of your world today as an adult? And it is. <laughs> yeah, something happened uh, yesterday too, nothing big, but uh, oh. it's, it's every once in a while. <laughs> well, that's because you, you were coming on the podcast. If they know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they know. So Rob, start at the beginning, as much detail as you can. And uh, let's hear all these crazy stories that you have, because we, cause that's what we love. Okay. Well, in, in 1991, we moved to an old stone house um, in Rochester, Indiana. And it was a farm. We had about 20 acres. It had some farmland and a barn. And we had some, some farm animals. So we were out there in the country. And uh, when we first moved in, I was four years old. And I slept in the upstairs living room on the couch. And uh, I would start hearing footsteps coming from the bathroom right past me and into my parents' room. And uh, me being four years old at the time, I had no idea what was going on. I would open my eyes and look and I would hear the footsteps going right past me, but there'd be no one there. And it happened for several nights in a row. And, uh, you know, I was confused. Um, I didn't know what was going on. But my other siblings started reporting some paranormal experiences as well. So obviously, the, I started understanding what was going on. <clears throat> the first person to report anything was my brother, Nathan. Um, he got up in the middle of the night to go to the kitchen and get a glass of water. And when he came back through the living room, we had an old rocking chair and it started rocking all by itself. And so he ran back in his room. And the crazy thing is <clears throat> that next day, he told the family about what happened. And my oldest sister, Rachel, um, said that she had a nightmare that same night that she went down into the living room and saw the rocking chair rocking back and forth, which uh, which is crazy. She just told me that story the other day. I'd never heard that. <laughs> and another night, my brother, Nathan, he was sleeping in the room with my brother, Josh, and they woke up to hear the door handle rattling violently to their bedroom. And, uh, you know, went for several minutes and they were both too afraid to get up and open the door to see what was on the other side. Um, But on the off chance that it was someone in our house, another sibling trying to scare them the next morning, they they told us about it and and asked if anyone was was trying to scare them last night and no one knew what they were talking about. Um, We had a big family, it was eight of us. And um, on another night, my sister Shauna, 
um, she well, she woke up in the morning and she started screaming and crying. And uh, a few of us ran in there to see what was going on. And she said that she couldn't move, that she felt someone holding her down. And uh, we didn't know what to do, but we felt the presence in the room. And uh, my oldest sister went over there and tried to move her, um, but she couldn't. And the rest of us were too young and I didn't dare touch her. And after several minutes of us just watching her, not knowing what to do, she finally was able to move again. And uh, I recently asked her if possibly it was it was you know, sleep paralysis, because I've heard of that. Um, but she said it definitely wasn't as she felt hands on her arms and on her feet holding her down. On another occasion, my mom went down to put fire in our old furnace. And as she was doing that, she felt like someone was watching her. And she slowly turned towards the stairs and she saw a teenage girl all dressed in white standing about halfway down the stairs watching her. And they locked eyes. She stared at her for a few seconds and then went back to close the furnace. And when she looked back again, she was gone. And my mom is a, is a, was a little more, she's more believing now, but at the time she was you know, a skeptic and uh, she didn't really, she only told the story once. And every time I ever asked her about it, she said she didn't know what she saw. Um, but I can, I can relate because there's several times where, you know, if you have a paranormal experience um, years later, you think back and it almost feels like a dream. Like, did that happen? It's so odd. You know, like, did that really, really happen to me? And I can see some people just, you know, brushing it off as, no, that was just my imagination. Um, but uh, years later, I ended up seeing that same ghost. And I'll get to that here in a minute. Let's see, on another occasion, uh, my brother, Nathan, he was out in one of our pastures and he was um, clearing out some brush. And uh, he was on the edge of uh, the woods that were off the sides uh, of the pen. And he heard footsteps coming towards him out of the woods. And uh, as soon as it got right in front of him, it stopped and there was no one there. Um, but that's, that's all that happened at that point. And uh, we had a, a space of five years where nothing happened at all. And then it ended up coming back. The first thing that I remember um, after it came back is hearing the sounds of children in the woods. Me and my little sister, Lizzie, would be outside playing during the day. And we would hear giggling or crying or laughing coming out of the woods. And we would run in there and wouldn't find anybody. And I had a, a next door neighbor that was a friend of mine and he had a bunch of siblings. So we figured it was him and his siblings that were, you know, on our property messing around in the woods. So every time we would hear the giggling or laughing, we'd run in there to try to, to try to catch them. And, you know, but, uh, you know, every time we go in the woods, we wouldn't see anything. And uh, I'd start asking him when I see him, hey, did you were on our property? You know, we, we heard you, you know, in the woods and, and he denied it. And he wasn't the most believable and the most honest. So we didn't really believe him. Um, so we would still, every time we'd hear it, we'd run in the woods and, and find nothing. But uh, the last time it happened, we went inside the woods and I started calling out, Hey, is anyone here? And off to the side of me, we heard footsteps coming towards us and there was nobody there. And then I realized it wasn't him. It was something that was luring us into the woods. So after that, if we ever heard the the kids in the woods again. We didn't dare go in there and see what was what was inside. Seems like the, the whole property, not just the house, but the land. You said there was a, a space of, of five years where nothing happened. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. Was there? Do you think there was any reason for that, or like, or do you think it just had died down? That had accepted you guys. Like five years later, did you do some renovations, or was there something going on that might have stirred it up? Nothing that I can think of. I, maybe it got tired of us and uh, came back later. I don't know. We yeah. were just lucky for five years, I suppose. Who knows? 
Is there anybody um, in your family that uh, has like a, a psychic ability or or anything that you think that may be drawing the spirits as well? Well, um, I have um, a sister, my sister Shauna. She has some psychic abilities and uh, she does tarot card readings now and, and whatnot. Uh-huh. And uh, my sister, Rachel, um, she is very in tune with, with the spiritual side as well. She can see things that uh, other people can't see. And uh, she actually works in, uh, in a nursing home. And she has some crazy stories about, uh, <laughs> about spirits and, and whatnot. Well, I'll bet there's a lot of death in the nursing homes, unfortunately. Right. But yeah. uh, I, I'm almost thinking that you might have some abilities too or some yeah. sensitivity to all this as well. Yeah. Yeah, I've um, I've had some experience of uh, you know seeing some things that uh, maybe others couldn't see and hearing some things that uh, um, that others can't. But I, I don't know. I've never really you know dove into it or really tried to strengthen any of those skills or, or anything like that. Uh, if I ever mention it to anybody, they just think I'm weird. So <laughs> <laughs> did you did you ever uh, anyone ever look into the history of of that property in Rochester? Well, um, let me tell you the next story, and I can get into that. I started hearing hammering like a bang 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 like someone was you know building something um and it started happening every night around dusk and uh you know i lived out in the country and there's other farms around i figured it was someone you know doing some sort of construction or, or working in the in the barn um but it started happening every night i thought it was weird because it was around the same time every night so i told my my mom about it and uh, she said she never heard anything and so i told her the next time i heard it you know i'd go and, and let her know and one of my chores on the farm was to go lock up the chicken coop at night. And, uh, and that was, you know, around dusk. That's when I would start hearing the hammering. So the next time I went, th- went out to lock the chicken coop, I heard it again. So I ran inside to get my mom. And by the time she came back outside, it had stopped. Um, so I started, you know, trying to get her. And every time she'd miss it. And so I told her to sit or stand on the patio and just wait there as I went to go close the chicken coop and, you know, she should hear it. And sure enough, halfway to the chicken coop, it started hammering again. And I was like, yes, did you hear that? I yelled at her and she had gone back inside. (laughs) So so hence the hammering again. So it's like it knew when she was coming, you know, and uh, I was telling my friend uh, Thomas, I went over to his house one weekend and I was telling him about it. And his dad, who had lived in um, Rochester his entire life, overheard. And he said that um, that the guy who built their house was an older guy. And he had a heart attack while he was building our house and died, um, which would explain it. Um, I've gone on online and looked at obituaries, you know, for around that time when the house was built. And uh, nothing conclusive. A lot of old men had heart attacks, but <laughs> nothing that I could pinpoint, you know. So that would explain the hammering and possibly the loud footsteps going past me, but it doesn't really explain the the young girl or the voices in the forest either. Right. Yeah. There's, you know, I think you had some, uh, maybe some decent spirits, human spirits, and probably had some non-human entities there as well. Yeah. A whole family of spirits. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. I mean, that, that property must just be supercharged or there's a portal right. there or something. And that same girl that I was mentioning um, one morning, I, I woke up, it was just as the sun was coming up and I opened my eyes and there was that teenage girl in white floating in the corner of my room while looking down at me. Mm. And uh, uh, I was terrified and I pulled the covers back over my head and I'd peek up and she's still there. So I'd wait some more <laughs> and eventually she was gone. And I was able to get up. Wow. Can, you, can um, you describe her a little bit? Well, I mean, she was transparent. She looked like she was teenage girl, blonde, 
um, a long, I don't know how to describe it now, if it's a burial gown or a nightgown or, you know, but it was a, a white, you know, white dress that she was wearing the one right below her knee. That's wild. You know, you, you always hear about these, uh, these young female spirits wearing the white dress. Right. Yeah. And, it's funny. My, and, and, my... and it's like, is, is it like some, is it like some dark bad thing that's trying to portray itself as something more innocent or is it just, or is it an actual a girl? Right. right. But it's all, they're always like white and blonde. Right. <laughs> I wonder if, if some of them just show up like a black and white TV almost, you know, yeah. I don't know. Uh, this one time um, I actually saw a ghost with a purple shirt. Oh, uh, which I had never imagined a ghost with color, but uh, sure enough, I, I saw one. And where was this? Um, that was in Katy, Texas. We've moved around a lot. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can I can skip down there a little bit. Um, yeah, can you tell us a, more about that? Uh... Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I was about 14, and uh, I had a friend of the neighborhood named Grant, and he was staying over the night, and... Uh, Around one o'clock in the morning, we got bored and we decided to wander around the neighborhood because that's what teenagers do. <laughs> and, uh, we uh, there's a park right across the street from my house, and uh, we were walking past it. And I was like, "Hey, we should go, you know, sit down at the park." And he was like, "No, I, I got a I got a bad feeling about it." And I was like, "Okay, well." So we went past the park and we continued to walk around the neighborhood. And as we came back, we passed by the park again. And I told him again, "Hey, let's go, let's go sit down at the park." I I still have a bad feeling about it. I said, well, we go to that park every day. It's like, there's nothing scary about the park. And so he said, okay, so we're walking towards the park and I'm talking to him as he's walking beside me. And all of a sudden he froze and just turned around and started running. I said, what in the heck are you doing? And I look forward and right next to the bench you were about to go sit on was um, this apparition. It had a purple shirt and uh, it was, you could see through it, but it had a purple shirt. And it was, I don't know, maybe four feet high. It was the little guy hmm. right next to the right next to the um, the bench you're about to sit on. And so likewise, I took off running with him, ran back to my house, and we had come out the back door. So the front door was locked. And we're trying to get in and we're striking the handle and it's locked. So we run around the back and close the well, we close the gate behind us and run around um, to the back door and um, we run inside and open the door. And uh, my my uh, sister-in-law and brother had li- were living with us at the time. We run in the back door into the kitchen, and there's my uh, sister-in-law getting a midnight snack in the nude. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and so we screamed again and ran back outside. <laughs> what, what was what was scarier, the ghost or your sister-in-law? <laughs> <laughs> About the same. Oh man! <laughs> and we ran back outside, and we're like, okay, well, let's give her a few minutes. And, uh, and then all of a sudden the back gate starts shaking violently over and over and over. And so we run back inside. It was out there waiting for us. Man, oh man. Yeah, you're, that was, you're, you're a magnet for uh, crappy. Ghosts. I really am. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that our last guest, one thing that she said that, that she liked most about her podcast was that we're also experiencers. We just don't tell ghost stories, right? We just don't pull stuff off the internet. You know, we we go looking for it. We're also paranormal investigators. Rachel's a medium. I have some abilities. For people who are listening now, we'll tell them that we've had some real technical difficulties with Rob. 
Um, (laughs) The camera's been wonky. The sound's been wonky. Screen's going black. He's frozen up. And Rachel and I have been uh, messaging. When we first started talking to you, I saw a dark shadow go by over your left shoulder. No way. Yeah. And uh, when when you were talking, telling stories just now, I was watching cam or watching Rachel on our camera, and she, and she started I don't know started acting funny, put her head in her hands and everything else, and she's gone off camera. And uh, she says, "I need to go off camera. I'm feeling off. We'll be back shortly." So I messaged her on her phone. I said, "Are you being attacked?" And she says, "I think so. I'm working on getting rid of this." So there's obviously something attached going on while we're doing this podcast. And I don't know if it's from my place or it's from Rob's place or it just keep, you know, there's no, there's no such thing as distance and time with these things. Right. So I hope poor Rachel comes back and <laughs> she oh. can, and she can get rid of whatever she's dealing with. But uh, yeah, well, you're freaking me out. <laughs> <laughs> this, this has been uh, an ordeal so far, but uh we're going to continue and I'll message Rachel <laughs> and hope that she's okay. So Rob, uh, you were traumatized. You saw your sister-in-law in the nude. Uh, the back gate was going crazy. Please continue. Well, that's, that's the end of the story. That's where it oh. was. When we went back outside, she was gone. So. All right. But I know you have a lot more stories, so I do. I'll let you keep going. <clears throat> All right. Well, I jumped ahead a little bit on that one. Um, but uh, the next place we lived in after Rochester was a place called Centerville, Indiana. And um, <clears throat> moved in there, and it was it was a farm as well. We had a little pond on the property. It was pretty nice. Every time that I would shower, I felt like something was watching me, which is really weird, especially being at a, you know, I was probably 11 at the time. And so I would take the world's quickest showers not <laughs> to get out of there. Um, <clears throat> but one night, I was taking my quick shower, and I heard um, all this racket coming from the the what do you call the linen closet like things are being thrown around and and knocked over and i figured it was one of our cats now how many times you lock the cat in the linen closet and they're trying to get out and so i'm like okay good so i opened up the the closet door to get the cat out and there's nothing in there but everything inside the linen closet was torn out on the floor everywhere and so i got dressed quicker than you can (laughs) you can imagine ran out there and uh and told my mom about it and her not being a, a big believer at the time just told me to go clean up the mess and don't worry about it i've got a quick question mm-hmm. you you've moved around a lot i think almost all of these homes you've had some sort of uh, encounter or paranormal experience is there one factor like is it like is it connected to you is it connected to your mom like where was everybody in the same homes as well oh uh, from time to time like we have there's what three boys and three girls in my family. So we have a lot of siblings um, and a lot of them have moved in and out, you know, throughout the years. But yeah, I've had a lot of um, ghost experiences along with my sister, Rachel and my sister, Shauna, like I was saying. Yeah. Because yeah. you would think that nobody can be that unlucky enough to live in so many right. homes. Right. So the, it might be connected to, to you or your mom or, or one of your other siblings that have all, that have been in the same homes with you. Yeah, you know, definitely. Maybe, maybe someone's putting up a signal, you know, and it's they, they need to learn how to shut that down. Yeah, they seem to, to follow several of us around, you know, me as well. This I've had several friends over the years that I'll tell them ghost stories and nothing happens until they meet me and I t- start telling their stories and all of a sudden they have stories of their own and they're like, what's going on? <laughs> oh, there you, you go. Know? It's it's you, buddy. 
Yeah, <laughs> more than likely. You need to go, yeah. uh, I don't know, you need to go see somebody, get a clearing done or something. Yeah, my wife can't stand it because she was a complete non-believer until she met me. Oh, and no. she, you know, had experiences of her own as well. And, uh, <laughs> and she blames it all on me. So. Well, it seems like you got a lot more stories in you. So <laughs> I do. Keep going. Okay. Well, in Centerville, the next thing that happened was um, I was sleeping and I was sharing a, sister, or a room with my sister Lizzie at the time. And I started hearing this knocking in the living room. And it was, you know, it was three knocks in a row. Just, And uh, so I started going, I got out of bed and, and looked in the living room and there was nothing there. So I went back in the room and lay down and, and it started up again. And it would stop for a few minutes and then start up again. And I started getting really creeped out. And I woke up my sister and, and I was like, do you hear that knocking? There, there's something out there. And she, she heard the knocking and she's like, don't worry about it. And she went right back to sleep. And so I was on my own, <laughs> just sitting there in the dark, trying to go back to sleep. Um, but eventually the, the knocking stopped. Um, but that was, it, it lasted, it seemed like it lasted a full hour. But, uh, you know, those things can, you know, it could have been only 10 minutes, but it felt like an hour to me. <laughs> um, on another occasion, I was in the living room <clears throat> with my mom and we were watching TV. And it was in the middle of the summer. And we had a box fan that was turned on, pointed toward us, towards us. And uh, all of a sudden, the room got really cold. And it was the middle of the summer, so it, got, it was really, really strange that it would get that cold um, out of nowhere. My mom grabbed a blanket off the back of the couch and asked me to go turn off the fan. So I went over there, and I, I turned it off, sat back down. And no more than two minutes later, the fan turns back on full blast. And... I, I just stared at the fan. I stared back at my mom and her being a non-believer. She just said, well, go, go unplug it this time. Obviously, there's something wrong with it. I'm like, I don't think so. I personally turned off that fan myself. Uh, so I went over there and unplugged it and, you know, obviously didn't turn on after that. And on uh, another occasion, my parents were gone for the weekend and they left uh, me and a couple of my siblings at home. And we decided just to have a movie marathon day. So we watched movies all day long. And... Uh, my parents' room was was right there off of the living room, and their door was open, and the lights were turned off the entire day. Um, about 8 o'clock at night, we took a break, and my sister went to go get um, a snack. My other sister went to go get her PJs on. I went to the restroom. I was the first one back, and I noticed that all the lights were on in my parents' room. And so my other siblings came back. I asked, you know, who turned on the lights? Go turn it off. I go, well, we didn't turn on the lights. I was like, well, I, I sure didn't. And I was the first one back. So I went in there and I turned off all the lights and went back down and sat down on the couch. And uh, my mom had a, a small wind chime on the wall in her room and it falls off the wall and lands on the floor and trying to hope that it was anything but a spirit. <laughs> I landed on the cat. I thought, oh, well, the cat must be in there and knocked on the wind chime, went in there. No cat. That's amazing. Rachel. <laughs> are you okay you're back with us now and uh while you were gone we were you know telling worried our about you <laughs> our, telling our listeners what was going on as well and what was what was happening over there because oh, I, 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 I because i noticed on the camera that you you were starting to decline and i was like there's something wrong over there yeah you just then you disappeared what was what was happening i it was definitely not not feeling myself um it just uh i was just getting an 
an overall sensation of, um, yeah, like you said, declining. I was, I feel like I was shutting down. My head was pounding. I didn't feel good. Um, so I knew I was getting attacked by something. So I, I was like, okay, I got to get off camera and I need to start, you know, putting some extra protection up and asking for some assistance and, and grounding myself more. <laughs> so mm. that's, that's what I did. And I, actually saged again, even though I've already saged today, I was like, I'm just going to sage some more and, and try to get whatever this, this is that's attacking me gone. So I feel much better now. Thank you. <laughs> I blame Rob. Yeah. I'm blaming Rob right now too. <laughs> I'm blaming Rob. <laughs> I'm going to blame the COVID ghost. You should put your mask on. <laughs> I like that one. Good one, yes. Rob. <laughs> but, but yeah, you're okay. Yeah. But you're okay now. Yep. I'm feeling a lot better. Thanks. Anybody else floating around over there? Anybody good? <laughs> well, I, I definitely feel like we got lots of uh, extra help now. So um, if we get different uh, EVPs, we'll know why There'll, there's help here. <laughs> I, I'm, Rob, these crazy, you know, these crazy stories. Uh, yeah, Rachel you, missed some. Start over. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no. She'll have to wait for the podcast to come out. <laughs> That's right. Yes, she'll have to listen. <laughs> uh, Rob, what... Um, did you have any ancestors or anything that you've heard about that may have been involved with uh, paranormal or anything like that? Not that I know of. Um, you know, my grandparents on my on my mom's side, um, they died when I was pretty young, and my grandparents on my dad's side, um, I didn't know them very well until until more recently. I've known my grandma. But no, not that I know of. I haven't heard anything just- else. I was just kind of curious because it seemed like with the lights going on or up or things falling off a wall, it's usually a spirit that's just trying to get your attention. It, it could have just been a, a, an ancestor, maybe. Someone trying to connect. You never know, right? Maybe Rachel so. will have some insight on that at some point. Maybe. Um, yes. I'm, I'm just curious, Rob, do you protect yourself currently? <laughs> well, I mean, I am... Um, you know, Christian and, uh, I go to the church of Jesus Christ. And, uh, so I pray a lot. Um, and if there's any spirits that I don't want in the house, then, you know, I'll cast them out in the name of Christ. That's what I do. Hey, it's all about attention. Yep. Do more. (laughs) Do more. (laughs) Do more. (laughs) Well, I, I cleanse, uh, you know, if I hear something going on, I usually try to cleanse the house. Um, something happened yesterday and I have not cleansed the house. So maybe it's still here. What happened yesterday? <clears throat> Nothing big, um, but uh, I was laying down in the room and something um, fell off the top shelf in the closet. Um, and I went in the closet and I couldn't see anything that had did, fallen did down. You, did you hear that? I figured that was Rachel. No, that was Rob, buddy. I'm telling you right now, you better <laughs> pray, pray a little bit harder tonight. <laughs> yeah. that, that right, was, I'll, I'll have to cleanse the house after that, done. That was, that was not... <laughs> Uh, a positive EVP there. You keep going about okay. last night and then. All right. Um, let's see. <clears throat> as far as Centerville, that's pretty much all that happened there. Um, after that, we moved to Katy, Texas and um, not much happened there besides the, the story about the park that I told you about and the purple ghost. Um, the only other thing that happened was I was um, up early in the morning getting ready for school and uh I was in the kitchen and the fridge was right next to the entryway um, to the kitchen. And I opened up the fridge to look for some breakfast. And I saw this dark shadow um, pass by the um, hallway, past the entryway. 
And my sister was up at the same time getting ready. And so I called out. I was like, Lizzie, is that you? And I walked out in the hallway and I looked everywhere down on the first floor and there was no one there. But I definitely saw a black shadow of a person walk by the door. And uh, my niece was living with us at the time. <clears throat> and she was maybe a year, no, probably a couple of years old at the time. And I was talking to her yesterday um, about that house. And she said that she remembered her very first paranormal experience that she remembers when she was two or three living in that house. She said that uh, she saw a dark figure walking down the hallway and she started following it and she was following it around the house. And eventually it went into the wall and disappeared. And uh, of course she was really young and had no idea what it was at the time. But that's all that happened in that house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, in that house. Yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, not to get too personal, but was there a reason why you guys kept moving all over the country? Was it because of the paranormal or was <laughs> no. like, were you an army brat or? <laughs> well, my dad is, uh, is an industrial engineer and okay. he, he tends to get a job with a, a company that's uh, ends up going out of business. And so <laughs> we, oh, uh, so your part we of had just, to move around a lot. It was just unlucky. With right. his employers, oh, okay. Because usually, you know, I-, I was thinking maybe there was something that was, uh, you know, going on behind the scenes. And, yeah. and uh, I mean, you said your mom is, you know, mostly a non-believer. She's a the- believer now, okay. but she wasn't but, growing up. <laughs> but there was there was so many experiences and things that were going on. It's like, how, how can you not believe it by now, right? Right. Well, it, I mean, my mom didn't have very many experiences. My dad had zero that I know of. So yeah, I guess it kind of left them alone. But he, he might not have admitted to a lot right, of stuff, right? That's true. Yeah, you yeah. kind of brush it off. Or it could have been this. It could have been that. And, dads, yeah. dads can be like that for sure. Right. So, yeah, because my dad, I mean... I mean, you've listened to the podcast, like even when I was having issues when I was a kid, you know, my, and we got the psychic right. medium to come in and get rid of this thing. You know, my mom was hundred, hundred percent. My dad was like sitting there in the corner, you know, <laughs> re- ready to pop his top and throw everybody out of the house. Right. Right. <laughs> so, but you know, he came around and I think, uh, you know, I think your dad might have, have some, you know, some, suppressed <laughs> stories or some secrets that he's holding back for sure. Yeah. Well, I think like most people that don't believe in the paranormal, there's, there's a million and one excuses of why things happen. Unless you, a you know, ghost pops up on your face, you know, you're just going to say, Oh, it was the wind or it right. was you know, right. whatever. And, and are you, were, your, were your parents uh, Christians as well in church? Uh-huh. Goers? Yep. Yeah. So that it messes with people's belief system a little bit too. Right. Right. So, and it's, you know, like we said, it's not always bad. You know, it's not just, you know, I mean, you, you listen to the podcast, so you know what our thoughts are on, on things. Right. And, and everybody has their own opinion, which is good. I don't know. And my opinion is that, you know, spirits can't harm you. They can't kill you. They can't stab you. you you'll be all right. Rachel's raising her eyes going, <laughs> hello. I was well, just least, attacked a minute ago. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, nothing, nothing critical, nothing, you know. Rob, have you got anything else for us before we... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, after Katy, Texas, we moved to Norman, Oklahoma, and uh, we lived on a farm again, about uh, I don't know, about 13 acres. And um, the first thing that happened to me was I was in my room sleeping, and in the middle of the night, I was woken up by knocking on the door, and it was a fast, like, knock on the door. I'm like, what in the world? And then it started knocking again. I was like, I'm like, what? And no response. 
And then the knocking started to go up and down my wall next to my bed. And uh, I should have been terrified, but I was more tired than anything else. And I was annoyed. And so I said, just shut up and go away. And sure enough, it stopped and left me alone. (laughs) Sometimes you just need to tell it to get lost. It's it's that mindset, right? (laughs) You're bugging me. That's (laughs) right. Get out of here. Yeah. And if he was trying to get a rise out of me or get me scared, it didn't work. I was too asleep. (laughs) I was only half awake. So No kidding. Um, and occasionally in that house, I would hear my name called and I would, you know, go in the kitchen and ask my mom, what do you need? And she's like, well, I didn't call your name. And that happened several times in the house. Was it always the same voice? Um, it was sound like a woman's voice. It sounded like my mom, but it, it wasn't mm, a mimic. And, uh, the only other thing that happened in that house specifically, um, was pretty terrifying to me. Now that I'm, you know, telling the story, it doesn't sound as scary. It's more like you had to be there. You know, um, I was sitting at the computer in our computer room and our front door was, was behind me and off to the side. And, um, you know, I was just sitting there typing on the computer and I hear a knock on the front door and we had a giant bay window, um, behind me right next to the front door. So I looked out the door and didn't see anybody Thought that was weird. So I, I sat back down and it knocks again. And I raced up there as quickly as I could to try to catch who was ever knocking on the door and nobody there. And, uh, and then the door handle started rattling and I was like, crap, someone's trying to get in the house. And so I ran to the kitchen and grabbed a knife and I came back <clears throat> and it started rattling again. And then I realized, um, we have our front door and in front of the front door, there was the glass door, you know, like the double doors have the glass door and then the actual, you know, door after that. And the, the secondary door, the wood door, not the glass door was the one that was rattling. So if someone was outside, it would have been the other door that was rattling. And I realized that it was inside the house rattling the door handle. And I was terrified. <laughs> and I just looked down at the knife like, well, nothing I could do with this. <laughs> yeah, you can't stab a spirit. Right. <laughs> and it was, it was in the middle of the day. As you guys know, it doesn't have to be at night, you know? Yes, we, we know that very well, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> after that, nothing really happened in that house. Um, but I started going ghost hunting once I turned 16, had my own car and I started going ghost hunting with with some of my friends. Um, and we had the creepiest house a couple miles down the road. It was an old abandoned house, two story farmhouse. And this thing just, you could tell just try driving by even in the middle of the day that that house is haunted. (laughs) So we decided to go in there and check it out. So we went in and we crawled into the back window and, and we, you know, we did several, ghost hunting sessions in there. And uh, I'm sure it's a good question for you guys. What I noticed if I would go ghost hunting, we'd only catch anything or hear anything, maybe 25% of the time. The other times we, nothing would happen at all. Is, is that about the same thing with you guys or? Oh, I'd, I'd say it's like 5% of the time. Five <laughs> <laughs> percent. Yeah. Like people, you know, ghost hunting or you know, being a paranormal investigator is not as not as quote unquote glamorous as everybody thinks it is. You know, <laughs> you watch you watch these shows on TV. Mostly, you're sitting in the dark for hours with your gotcha. recorder in your hand, and you're like so bored out of your skull, waiting for something to happen. But and ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time, nothing happens. Get nothing. Yeah. Gotcha. Like so. I mean, we're all looking for that golden ring. <laughs> but well, I, uh, I guess I just need to come with you. <laughs> I'll boost up to 25. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But it's mostly audio. Um, 
gotcha. evidence, evidence that we get. Like sometimes you'll you'll catch an orb on a video, or mm-hmm. you know you'll see a shadow go by. But uh, yeah, it's mostly the EVPs and. Uh, uh, well, I didn't I, when I went ghost hunting. <clears throat> I only took a camera once. We mostly just went out for fun. I wish I would have taken like a recorder or something, but I never did. Right. Um, so all of these experiences up till now are all before you were sixteen years old. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. And you still have more that's happened. Since. I have several more. <laughs> Holy cow. Well, we better, we better get you to spit them out quick. <laughs> well, like I said, feel free to cut me off or do a part no, two no. or something, whatever you want. <laughs> well, let's, let's keep, let's keep going. Well, that um, creepy house that we used to go ghost hunting in uh, a few things that happened is we'd be upstairs and uh, you know, we'd walk by and a curtain would open or, um, we would, the whole upstairs wasn't like a circle. <clears throat> so we would make a lap and, you know, there'd be a curtain that was closed. And by the time we made the lap around, it would be open. Mm-hmm. Um, but the biggest thing is that every time you would walk down the stairs, there's a creaky old staircase, obviously abandoned house. Uh, it sounded like someone was walking behind you, but I was like, you know, it's a creepy old staircase. It's going to creak as you go down. It's going to, might sound like someone's walking behind you. Um, but I decided to test it one day and I told everyone else to go walk, go ahead and go downstairs first. And I walked down start, downstairs by myself and we were listening and I was walking down and sure enough, I started hearing, you know, sounded like footsteps behind me. So I stopped with my foot in the air and three more steps, boom, boom, boom behind me. And I jumped off those staircase and <laughs> ran outside the house, jumped out the window and nobody else followed me. And I was like, did you not hear that? Like, well, no, we just, we just saw you stop, jumped on the stairs and run away. <laughs> but it was, it was right behind me. My foot was in the air and I was stopped. Several times when I would look up the stairs, I would see this black shadow walk across, you know, the the stairs at the very top. And uh, I'm sure you guys have seen something like this where it's like almost absorbing the the light around it, just solid black, you know, not even transparent, just solid, you know. And uh, um, our our former host, John, used to experience that all the time. Yeah, I bet. John's got a lot of crazy stories. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, but mostly when we would go to that house, we would see orbs, um, behind, behind the house. And the weird thing is, Dan, is that, um, I don't know if I watched a lot of ghost hunting shows or anything like that growing up, but I really didn't know what an orb was (laughs) until later. Um, so whenever I would see like orbs, for some reason, you know, your mind tries to make sense of it. I thought that it was someone with a flashlight you know, coming towards us, like someone in the field behind the house with flashlights. And every time we would see that, Oh, someone's coming, let's get in the house or get in the car and let's go. Um, <clears throat> it wasn't until one day the orb started dancing. There was two orbs and they started swirling around each other. And I realized that's not a flashlight. That's not someone in the field. That's, that's gotta be a spirit. And uh, um, I, we also would go uh, ghost hunting at a cemetery it was an old World War II cemetery five miles from our house. And I would see not orbs at the cemetery, but down the road. It was an old dirt road. And down the road, I would see, you know, orbs down the road coming towards us. And again, at the time I was, you know, before I saw the swirling orbs, I thought it was someone coming down the road with a flashlight. Oh, someone's coming. We better get out of here. <laughs> you know? It wasn't until later when I realized what orbs were. You know what? I think uh, I want to talk about uh, this EVP that you've recorded and I'm going to play. Can you just set us up what this was about? And then uh, I'm going to play it. Well, um, <clears throat> we were at, uh, we were in Katy, Texas 
and uh, we've, I've moved back to Katy after the fact, just so you know. We've moved back and forth from Oklahoma and Texas several times. Um, but uh, this is maybe, my son was two, so it was probably 2017 that this happened. Um, I was in the car with my son, and my wife went, in the, went to, into the grocery store by herself, so we're just sitting in the car, and I'm trying to entertain him. And he's making silly faces and silly noises, and we're laughing and playing around. I even took a little video of him making these cute little noises. And then he said he wanted to see the phone. So I showed him the video of, you know, him being silly. And uh, he's just in the back seat playing with my phone after that. <clears throat> and he's laughing and I'm laughing. And and uh, it wasn't until, you know, he gave me back my phone. And that night I was, you know, flipping through my phone, going through. And he had taken a bunch of random pictures in the back seat as he was holding my phone. And he took a video as well. And um, I played the video and I heard it almost sounded like a like a growl or or like a demon. And I was really confused. And I was like, what, what the heck's going on? I played the video again. And, and I, was, I thought maybe, maybe he brushed the phone up against the seatbelt and it made like a zip, zipping noise. But the more I listened to it, it doesn't sound like that. No, it, it sounds, <laughs> it sounds like a creature. <laughs> you know? Well, yes. I'm really skeptical because I mean, I've looked at videos on YouTube before and they're so, some of those are so cheesy and so easily, you know, reproduced that you don't really right. believe them. If yes. I saw that video online, I wouldn't believe it myself. But since it happened to me, you know, well, and, and the weird thing. And for context, it's just you and the little guy in the car. Right. right? And I didn't hear it at all. No. All I heard him is I thought he was laughing in the video. You can hear him. He kind of makes this little cry like, Ugh, and I thought he was laughing. And so I was like, ha 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 with him until later. I realized he was he heard something as well. So, you yeah. Know, I was going to ask. I wonder if he heard it with his own. For ears. sure. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to play it here. I don't know, Rob. You've got something nasty attached to you, or <laughs> yeah, it comes and goes. <laughs> you know, for for something for something to be in the car with you, right. the, you and the little guy. I mean, you're not even at home. You're out and about, and you know your wife is in the store doing whatever. And you're just yeah, killing time. So, yeah, I, I've shown that video to several people, and you know, I'm like, please help me explain this. Like, what could it be? You know, and I, nobody has anything. You know. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, Miss Rachel, you're feeling okay? you're feeling okay. Nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing bad happening over there. No, I'm I'm much, much better. All right, what were you picking up on? though? I saw you jotting some notes down. Yeah, I did. I did make some notes. Um, I do want to mention something. Um, seems a little off balance with you, and um, not talking about the spiritual realm either. <laughs> So um, it, I think there's something that you've been working on to make your dreams come true. And that's the off balancing part. Um, I, I've got this like little quote to tell you that business is an art work from the heart and work with love. Thank you. I think that means um, something to you. <laughs> well, I mean, as far as working on things, we're, we're trying to buy a house and uh, the craziest things I've been having happening as soon as we, been in the process is just every obstacle is coming our way to block the path even in both of our cars i had to sell one of my cars because it went out and the other car is now having issues so it's just left and right there's there's stuff going on <laughs> oh, no. and, yeah make sure you keep things light um i think that's the the biggest um thing that might help you right now is keep things like like almost like child play you know like when it starts getting a little crazy for you um 
multitasked into a positive attitude, uh, put some like fun with it, like whatever you can do, put some fun with it. Like, like you would treat your child for yourself that you got to put this on yourself and your partner. Um, cause there will be peaceful times coming ahead. It's just getting through this, this part of whatever's going on, I, but, uh, um, a lot of thoughts right now. So try to keep those child play moments going on. <laughs> okay. We'll do. Okay. I know what you mean. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of thoughts though with you. Um, and your thoughts don't need to be restricted. Um, I want to like empathize, like really empathize that word restricted. Um, you're in charge of your thoughts, right? So this is all your powerhouse right now. So that's your, that's, that's for you to do. So I think I said enough there. Um, don't, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Okay. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> um, <laughs> And don't let you get, don't let, allow yourself to get stuck in situations that make you feel unhappy. Um, nobody's going to come around and be your, there's like, don't wait for anybody to come to the rescue. You're the person that can free yourself from everything. So you're your knight in shining armor right now. Um, with your emotions, there are people willing to help you and there's opportunities around the corner if you allow them. And the the thing is there are things coming to you like they're signs but you're ignoring them and i think that's part of the thoughts um there's a lot of and i'll use it this way heavenly gifts for you um it's just you're you gotta allow those gifts to come daydreaming is okay too Hmm. okay so yes that's very helpful okay (laughs) Um, look, you're, you're reading my mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> you are very sensitive as we can tell, because you seem to attract a lot of things and, um, nutri- nutrition, like just, you know what I mean by that? Um, that I'm overweight. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not underweight. You're, 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 you're un- under tall. You're under top. I love that. Um, that. That's just something that you need to be aware of too. Um, and your passion will leave you, lead you to your divine purpose. You're putting it out there. You just got to allow the gifts to come to you and be open to receive them. So Easier said than done. <laughs> it is. Child's play. Remember that. Child's okay. play. Okay. That's key. Don't get stressed out about it. Child's play. Let's have some mm. fun. And uh, what about these nasty things that are with them? Child's play. Child's There's play. There's a lot to do with child's play. You gotta, it's. <clears throat> keep it light. Keep it light. Keep yes. it light. Keep it light. Yes. Lots of good music. Lots of sunlight. Right. Healthy foods. Green. Healthy foods. Green. <laughs> right. Green. <laughs> right. Yes. But peaceful times are coming. Just allow them in. Okay. Sounds Very good to cool. me. Thank you. Very cool. Rob. Uh, thank you for reaching out. Uh, that's a ton of wild stories. And it seems like, you know, we should stay in contact with you as it seems like you have more. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I <laughs> and, got plenty uh, more. So. Plenty more. Anytime. Holy cow. <laughs> well, we will definitely have to have you back. Uh, like I said, thanks so much. Yeah, and, it's been uh, fun. I, I was stressing out because I can tell you I'm not a, you know, kind of camera shy, not really good at public speaking, but uh, this has been fun. It's been yeah, good. you did well. Well, if you... Thanks so much for being on the Phantom Faction Podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. Phantom Faction Podcast. 
a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction@outlook.com. At 